Welcome in to the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Across from me, as always, Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at WoodOnESPN1000. We are here to preview a UFC fight night ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday. Should be a... Not giving thanks for this fight card. No, I was going to say, should be a... No, I can't even... I can't shine this up. This is like the driest turkey of Thanksgiving of a fight card you could get. Look, I don't like Thanksgiving food. Okay, so here's... Hold on. Drop the music. Okay. Here's my wild take on this, okay? I heard this. I heard Cap and Jay Hood talking about this with Shay Norling on earlier this morning. We're recording this on Thursday before Thanksgiving, on the Thursday before the Saturday of this uh, UFC fight night, right? Here's my philosophy on that. If you don't like Thanksgiving food, you've never been to a good Thanksgiving. Hmm, interesting. Simple okay. as that. Yeah, and my retort is, if you like Thanksgiving food, why don't you eat it any other day it's of the year? because it's special. It's my favorite. Jordan, I'm not kidding you. It's my favorite day of the year. I'm not kidding you. It is my favorite day of the year. You get to eat and drink as much as you want. There's football on all day. I enjoy seeing my family, so I've got no problem with that. Um, but to me, it's like, I, like my mom is a good cook. So I've had people come to Thanksgiving and been like, yeah, this is awesome. Like it's, like it's not just because I like it because it's my mom's cooking. Like She makes good food. Uh, and so I feel like my philosophy is if you don't like Thanksgiving food, You've never been to a good Thanksgiving. Okay, my retort to that is I am on the same wavelength as you as far as Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. Okay. My family growing up was just us four, me, my brother, my mom, and my dad. Nobody really else. But then when I got married, my wife, Jess, big family. Okay. Cousins come in from out of town. Yeah. A full week of festivities, football game, drinking every night, watching football, going to the movies, eating good food, what have you. But when you look at Thanksgiving and getting together for the meal, I just don't like any of that food personally. I don't like turkey. I don't like stuffing. I don't like mashed potatoes. Okay. I mean, there is the turkey slider. So it's the leftover turkey yeah, yeah, yeah. late night yeah. with the little uh, yeah. King's Hawaiian buns. Okay. We, we put those together. Those are fantastic. Those are great. Desserts? I, Come I, on. Desserts? Are, yeah, the pies, whatever. Fine. I got you. And I, and I put together a corn pudding souffle. I cook that. I make that. It's my uh, father-in-law's recipe. My father-in-law does that too. Okay, yeah. there you go. But the thing, my whole argument it is, is like, everything about it's great. I just want to have some pizza. I just want to have some wings. Wait, no, no pizza on Thanksgiving. You can have, have pizza every day of the but year. why do I have to have something in a glorious holiday where it's all about eating, drinking, and football that I got to eat something I don't like? You got to understand, as as uh, growing up Muslim, like, I didn't get, like the like, I don't get the big Christmas dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I'm a Jew, yeah, so exactly. I don't even know so we both, about that. Listen, we're both at Denny's on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, or, or Chinese food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I bonded with the Jewish kids in my high school because we would always be at Denny's on Christmas Eve, just good. hanging yeah, out, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's how we're solving conflicts. Right, well, this Christmas Eve's at the Bears game, so if you want to come to the suite, just let me know. I'll be in Indianapolis, oh, but I appreciate the, uh, the offer. But, like, again, it's a, it's a, what time do you guys eat, too? I think like we eat throughout, but it's like late afternoon. But what early. time is is the, what time is the bird on the table? Four or five. Okay, I'm with you. I'm not one of these noon eaters. Oh no, hell no. No noon. Like I, I well, we we have like there's appetizers. Yeah, there's there's like a whole yeah, yeah, come exactly. on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your cheeses and meats. Absolutely. And what have you. Yeah, exactly. Shrimp we have, we have and fo- stuff like that. We have that. a football game to play. Exactly. So we can't be two football games. Noon. We're usually eating around like six o'clock, five thirty, six yeah, o'clock. Good time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's dinner. It's Thanksgiving dinner. 
It's not Thanksgiving I'm lunch. I'm on board. I just, I just don't particularly like the food. I heard Shay, and, and to follow up, Shay Norling did say, who has filled in for me hosting this podcast as well. So he said, to be fair, I've never been to a good Thanksgiving. So like, all right, well then they're at least admit it, you know? Like yeah. people can cook and, you know, like Chris Bleck, Bleck and Abdallah with me, his dad deep fries the turkey, Cajun deep fried turkey will change your life. Okay. okay. Will change your life. I'm open. I'm open to it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like steadfast and I can't eat it. I just pr- would prefer not to. That's fine. But you my can, opinion fine. can change. If you ever come to my Thanksgiving, we'll have a pizza for you. Okay. okay? I'll you. make sure you get a pizza. Perfect. Like my sister's pescatarian, so she gets fish. Yes. Like we get her like a piece of fish, but she eats all the sides. But not the not the stuffing, obviously, because it's been in the bird and stuff like that. Yeah, but she yeah. gets stuffing that's outside yeah. of the bird. I like yeah. stuffing, so the stuffing on this fight card is Paul Craig, the bear Jew. I, I don't love like watch, stuffing. I, I watch that. I, I love don't watching like that stuffing. Guy. Well, whatever you, the most important element, side dish or main course that you like out of Thanksgiving, that's Paul Craig today for, okay. this, for this fight card. All right, the rest of the fight card kind of sucks. Not a lot of notable names. Yeah, Paul Craig, the bear Jew, never in a boring fight. I feel like those—that's the uh, like the sweet potato with the marshmallows on top that are like you know, which you take the little not flame, a big sweet potato guy flamethrower so, too. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, just fall in love with whatever you like. Whatever out of you the like, Thanksgiving me- meal—that's Paul Craig. Paul Craig. Brendan Allen is whatever you hate because he is what plus I don't three hundred. No, no, plus no, three ten. Pa- Paul Craig is plus oh, three ten. Paul Craig. So, so yeah, Brendan Allen is what I meant to say. Yeah, is is he's gross. He's whatever you don't like. He's, he, to me, he's the inside the bird stuffing. Okay. That's disgusting to me. I don't want something that's cooked inside of that. Like, that's, it's raw. Yeah. I, it's just, I, I, guess, I guess he'd be the sweet potatoes because I don't like sweet potatoes. That's fair. All right. This is the unnamed MMA podcast. Yeah, we're, so talking, we're supposed to talk on MMA. That's fine. That's Thanksgiving. Everybody talks stuff like this. Yeah. It's fine. It's what, it's what, it's, we've been in this business long enough that this is what you do, you know? Um, so let's recap real quick what we saw at UFC 295, um, which was a very good... Uh, pay-per-view. Our parlay hit. Our parlay... Oh, no. No, it did it's not. It did not hit. That's Mackenzie right. Mackenzie Dern. Dern ruined the parlay. Mackenzie Dern two weeks didn't ago know how to do stand-up. Yeah, two weeks ago it hit, and I, I was like, all right, this thing's cashed, basically, and then Mackenzie Dern can't fight, you know, standing up and gets rocked, and there goes the parlay. But it was still a good pay-per-view. Like, it was still a good event by the I mean, look, when you have five, you know, your five-fight main card, all of them end in finishes. That's you perfect. Know, that's perfect. And, you know, three of the four, or three of the five in that first round. The way I look at it is this. I, I incorrectly handicapped the Sergey Pavlovich and Tom Aspinall. I, you know, I forgot the fact of how really good Tom Aspinall is. And all the, the hype leading into his UFC debut and how just good of a boxer he is, and a guy that was kind of pegged in a similar spotlight as a Stipe Miocic before he got to the UFC, a future champion. And despite, now we're hearing about a back injury, and despite the ACL tear that he had to recover from in short notice, I also forgot, I watched, and I talked about it last, uh, last week on the podcast, I re-watched the Sergey Pavlovich-Curtis Blades fight. And in that fight, Pavlovich did get through Curtis Blades, knocked him out in the first round. He was taking some shots. Mm-hmm. He was taking some leaky. He had some leaky defense mm-hmm. uh, in in the stand up game. You do that against Tom Aspinall, uh, you're going to sleep. And, well, and that's also, what like the backstory of Aspinall, like his dad quit his job to start training him, and like just the whole backstory. Like it's a good. Like he was very emotional. Like after the win, like it was very good. Now it is the interim, but whatever. Like it's still 
it, it it's good to see. Like yeah. it was a fun event, and he put on a show, and like yeah, like I'm rooting for that. Yeah, guy. I, exactly, I like him, but I'm trying to also make money and make people That's money. True. Yes. And, and Sergey Pavlovich was the yes. wrong selection. If you if you follow me on Instagram or, or or social on Twitter, I talked about Alex Pereira, gave that out as a free selection, so he looked good. You can't you, you can't stand in in front of Alex Pereira in round one, two, or five. Yuri Prohaska did. He got knocked out, so that was a nice a nice win. And look. Uh, you know, St. Denis continues his role. A beautiful head kick knockout of Matt Favola. That was nice. Diego Lopez also looked extremely solid in his win. So the question is, is Tom Aspinall, who's he fighting next? We're hearing Jolton Omeda, maybe, because there's really no one else in the heavyweight division. And Alex Pereira is going to get a good fight. Hopefully it's Jamal Hill if he recovers, or if not, we'll, we'll maybe That'll get uh, a winner of uh, Jan Blachowicz, Alexander Rakic uh, that's coming up uh, in January. All right, let's try to make some people some money for this weekend. We've got a UFC fight night that is... Not great. Uh, no, it's not. No, we don't get paid by UFC. We don't have to sell it. It's not great. It's not good. Uh, Chase Hooper goes against Jordan Levitt. We'll start with that one. Levitt is plus 180. Chase Hooper is minus 235. Anytime I see a lot of DWCS, Dana White Contender Series, I know this is not going to be a great card <laughs> from, from a name standpoint. But uh, Jordan Levitt, he's 11-2 overall, 4-2 in the UFC. And Chase Hooper just made his light, lightweight debut uh, his last time out. So how do you see this one? Yeah, I, I think it was a smart decision for him to go and, and, and bulk up to 155. You know, It wasn't necessarily a drastic weight cut at 145. I mean, Chase Hooper's one of the youngest fighters still on the UFC roster. He's only 40, uh, 24 years of age. Uh, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, very comfortable off of his back, looks for submissions, very lengthy. Stand-up game needs a lot of improvement still. Uh, he's very subpar you know, in that. And, and quite frankly, in his losses, it's, it, it's either been uh, against a guy like Alex Caceres, which he was extremely overmatched in the stand-up game, or he was outmanned. Like, he was outmanned against Steven Garcia. He was outmanned against Steven Peterson. Uh, and guys that he looked to take the fight to the ground. Jordan Levitt kind of offers that same uh, skill set. Levitt's a guy that prefers to grapple. He's, you know, he's 28 years old, so he's a little bit more mature into his body, and he's been in there with Patty Pimblett, so he's, he's had the spotlight sh- shown on him in the past. And I think, look, either Chase Hooper has evolved as a striker and really improved in his boxing, or he's going to run into some issues, again, trying to grapple with a guy that's comfortable uh, grappling and getting into an exchange like that and is going to be the bigger and larger fighter because of just the age gap of 28 and 24. So I'm shocked by the odds that Jordan Levitt is being disrespected and or Chase Hooper is being immensely respected in this fight. I think it has a lot to do with the recency bias, and Jordan Levitt obviously did not look great uh, in his fight against Patty Pimblett. But I think this is, this is either a fight that you play the Monkey King, you play Jordan Levitt, just because of the skill sets that are going to match up. They mirror each other. And for Chase Hooper to gain an advantage, uh, he's going to have to score on his feet, which I don't have confidence in, or he's going to have to have the grappling advantage, which I don't see that happening. So Jordan Lavitt would be uh, a suggestion, not an official play. A sprinkle. Probably, not going to be a FatJackSports.com pick. sprinkle. But a sprinkle, especially at the plus money. One of our sprinkles here. All right, Jordan Lavitt plus 180. Method Victor here. Chase Hooper by points is plus 160. Hooper by submission is plus 420. Also, Levitt by points is plus 420. Hooper by knockout plus 490. And Levitt by submission is plus 650. I think the two that you'd have to look at are, are uh, if you want to maybe add some values, Hooper via submission, he's still very good 
in that submission game, and maybe Jordan Levitt falls into something, gets caught in a triangle, gets caught in an armbar. You could see that happening. Or Jordan Levitt just controls him, dominates, smothers him, you know, scores, uh, and, and Chase Hooper's not able to dictate where the fight goes. So those would be my two selections if you want to add a little bit more value to it. But I think Jordan Levitt is a, certainly a safe play, especially, again, at that plus money, at plus 180 price. All right. We'll go to our next fight here. Michael Morales against Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews is plus 230. The underdog, Michael Morales, is minus 310 as the favorite. Morales, 15-0. and 0. And Matthews has more fights than uh, – has. More total, more total appearances than in the octagon than than uh, Morales. He's got he's eighteen, so it's uh it's it's going to be a, a decent fight, I think, despite the odds. So this should be a good one here, despite the odds. But someone's here is perfect, and that is uh, Morales, and he's also minus three ten. Yeah, I mean, this is the next step up in competition for Michael Morales. They've kind of slow played him a little bit. Very good athlete, well rounded, knockout power. Uh, definitely has some submissions and grappling to his game, and this is the next step up in his competition. I think he looked great against Griffin his last time out. A similar skill set in, in Jake Matthews, who, you know, look, he made his debut back in 2014 uh, and, and had been in the UFC now basically forever, has fought a, a laundry list of fighters in the welterweight division, recently has rotated wins and losses. He had a, a very surprising loss to uh, Semi the Jetty, Matthew Semlisberger, after prior to that had a good knockout of, of Andre Fialo. I think this fight's going to just, again, be a showcase fight for Michael Morales. Uh, I think that Jake Matthews is, is, is tough enough on the feet and well-versed enough on the ground to not get caught up in anything. Michael Morales, I do believe, wins the fight, but I'm actually looking at value here. And I'm, I'm taking it as Michael Morales hasn't shown me that he's going to be a consistent killer and finisher. I think he's going to score. I think he's going to get some takedowns. But I think Matthew's tough enough to get through the three rounds. So, I like Morales via decision. I believe Ooh. it's at a plus 250 price right now. Okay. Yeah, so uh, value hunting for me. Morales by knockout is plus 400. Morales by points, plus 230. Matthews by points, plus 500. Matthews by knockout and plus 900, and then the rest are ridiculous. So your official recommendation is Morales by points at plus 230. Yeah, I think that that's going to be the safe play. Look, you I mean, he could continue to evolve, and as these fighters continue to evolve, you, you do see finishes on their resume. But I think, you know, just Jake Matthews is, is, is tough enough to, to grind it out, survive, and, and Michael Morales just scores. Maybe you put him in, you stuff him into a parlay, but I think Mike Morales' decision, even at the plus 30, plus 250, plus 230, still good enough for me. All right. I like that you do the value hunting for me sometimes. That's good. That's good. I like that. Uh, our main event here, Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig. Brendan Allen loves to win, and his last three wins have all come by rear naked choke. So he loves the rear naked choke. And we already talked about Paul Craig. It's going to be awesome. The Bear Jew, he comes out. It's going to be fun. He, his fights are always always exciting he's one of my favorite fighters to watch this is his first scheduled main event so this one is going five rounds is this the first time he's fought in a five-round fight i think this is the first time he's been okay, in a five-round so fight this and sh- second appearance at 185 all right so second appearance 185 first five-round fight for paul craig this should be a great one the odds don't dictate that though as we mentioned earlier brendan allen is minus 440 and paul craig is plus 310 here so 
Are we going with the underdog again just because we love watching him fight and love the way he he fights? Well, I will, look, I think Brendan Allen should not be a $4 favorite. I think he's extremely overvalued, you know, with that. And, good, you know, granted, he's surging. He's looked very good. Five-fight win streak now at 185, including uh, a submission win over Andre Munoz, the guy that uh, defeated or Paul Craig defeated in his middleweight debut. Brendan Allen, you know, well-rounded. Everywhere he's good, you know, striking good. He's got good cardio. He obviously has submissions as well. 13 of his 22 victories have come via submission. Does at times fight stupid. (laughs) Makes mental (laughs) mistakes, you know. And Paul Craig is a very dangerous fighter for you to do that. We actually talked about that. I handicapped the fight a couple of fights ago for Paul Craig against Nikita Krylov, a guy that also, at times, very well-rounded, very skilled, Fights dumb. And Nikita Krylov decided to go into Paul Craig's guard. Paul Craig caught him with a, uh, with a triangle choke and got the win and scored a uh, victory for us at plus money. So, A, I, I love Paul Craig at 185. He was always an undersized 205-er. I don't think he struggles with the weight cut. And his power is actually starting to carry from 205 to 185, where obviously he's going to be the bigger guy in the octagon come fight night. And I think you're looking at this fight, they're expecting a finish early. The under one and a half is a dollar ten. So what I'm getting at is I believe we will see a finish in this fight. Hmm. I do not see us going five rounds. I think either Brendan Allen scores something, gets a knockout on the feet, or maybe Paul Craig, again, so dangerous to get some sort of submission I can't make an official play on the Bear Jew. I want to. I really can't. Just, there, there's still just question marks about his ability to take a punch. But he's your stuffing. He is my stuffing. In all <laughs> likelihood, I will play him, you know, because he's, he's you know, nearly a four-hour uh, underdog. Yeah. But I think that the safe play is likely an under, you know, at two and a half, even under at one and a half. I think we're getting a quick finish in this main event. All right. So uh, some value hunting here. Allen by knockout is plus 125, Allen by submission, plus 230, Allen by points, plus 650. And then we get to Paul Craig, who's by submission, plus 650, and then 10 to 1 to win by knockout and 10 to 15 to 1 to win by points. So you got to take the submission. You sprinkle on the submission, right, at plus 650? So dangerous. Yeah. Brendan Allen makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, again, Brendan Allen has not been you know, submitted since uh, Trevon Giles did it to him, like, way back when, like, in his fifth mixed martial arts fight. So, yeah. uh, it'd be shocking. But, you know, again, that's how Paul Craig wins fights. Even though he won his last fight via TKO, he just mm-hmm. had Munoz in a precarious position and, and used some elbows to get him out of there. But uh, I like Paul Craig, uh, you know, if you're going to play him and then play him via submission at that 6-1 to one price. All right, so we'll sprinkle on Paul Craig. We're going to take Morales by points at plus 230, and we're going to do a little sprinkle on Levitt at plus 180 for that fight, the uh, third-to-last fight in the main card for this UFC uh, main or UFC fight night coming up on Saturday. Uh, you can get all of Jordan picks at fatjacksports.com sign up there nfl's been hot college football's winding it sucks college football's winding down there's only two weeks left until the championship games it sucks i hate it that it ends that fast uh but anyway it does come to an end soon so make sure you sign up for fat jack sports and then oh, oh what's that oh. is that our news dog that's the news dog we've got what's what's the news boy we've got news we've got news apparently conor mcgregor has uh, tweeted or spoke a little bit, but mostly tweeted about fighting at a possible appearance at UFC 300 
uh, coming up at an unknown date next year. Uh, UFC 300 is going to be a huge deal uh, for the UFC. Obviously, anytime they reach a milestone of whether it's 250 or 200 and now 300, they're going to try to make a big deal out of it. And I can't think of a bigger deal than one of the biggest draws of all time in MMA. Everyone knows who Conor McGregor is. You, me, everyone on the street. like People know who Conor McGregor is. So even though he hasn't fought in two years... It would still be a huge deal, even if not for a belt or some belt that they make up. It would still be a huge deal if he came back and fought for UFC 300. Yeah, and look, he submitted his you know testing into the drug you know testing pool, and he came out on social and said, uh, "April UFC 300. It makes sense. It's a huge card. Traditionally, UFC 100 way back when was headlined by Brock Lesnar and George St. Pierre was on that card." UFC 200 also featured the return uh, of Brock Lesnar. That was Anderson Silva, Daniel Cormier. I think Amanda Nunez was on the card. Brock Lesnar fighting 300 too? Can we get into 300? He possibly could. You know, I think anything. <laughs> go, I think anything goes for UFC 300. So you, you know, that's pretty cool. It's going to be against Michael Chandler. Uh, so they had the the coaching on the Ultimate Fighter series. Now they're going to fight. Should be a barn burner for sure. I suspect Jim Miller will also be on the card. That was one of his goals mm-hmm. to finish out his mixed martial arts career. He fought at UFC 100. He fought on UFC 200. Man, Why not put him on UFC 300 cool. as well? I would pine for a title fight or two also added to that card. You and have to. But we talked about that last time on the on the podcast. Uh, there really isn't one that's like available. Uh, you know, may, maybe you do Aspinall Almeida interim heavyweight title fight. Listen. You could do that. Both of those guys just fought the previous two weeks. You could do that light heavyweight. Who knows? Jamal Hill's still on the shelf. Listen. Welterweight, too big of a turnaround. Here's Lightweight, I, too big of a turnaround. Here's what I'm telling you. Here's what I'm telling you. What's up? November sixteenth, twenty 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 three. Right? This is just you and me talking here. Okay. What's UFC 299? Who's what's the main event? Sean for O'Malley and Marlon Vera. Oh man, Sean O'Malley's shoulder might start to hurt. A little bit. And push it, it back. Push it back. Push it back a month. UFC 300. Maybe some. Maybe maybe someone else's shoulder. A little hurt. Maybe a knee. A little injury. I don't know. Can't go. You you have to have a title fight. And that's. I mean, come on. Would any would would anyone not expect that to happen? Like someone just gets ah, I can't fight. Give me another month. Well, maybe the one is Alexander Volkanovsky. It could you know, be. Two, yeah. You know, February too quick of a turnaround. We're gonna push it back two months and yeah. really at the Puria. Absolutely. I mean, come Either on. Either way, you got to have belts on the line. You have That's to. That's what I want. Belts yeah. on the line. So I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. If someone eh, gets delayed, right? I'm on board. All right. Let's see it happen. He's Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at WoodonESPN1000. You can get all of his picks, like I mentioned, FatJackSports.com. Thanks to our news dog for alerting us of the news of Conor McGregor tweeting. Also, didn't tell us that uh, that uh, Tyson Fury was named Sexiest Fighter Alive. He, he just beat Conor McGregor hmm. for Sexiest Fighter Alive. I don't know who I would have given it to. I'm not rating fighters uh, like that. I mean, probably Volk, maybe. maybe. Good-looking man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's stocky. He's <laughs> a good-looking guy. <laughs> and I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. No show next week. We're off, so uh, Jordan can enjoy his crappy Thanksgiving pizza, and I will enjoy my great Thanksgiving dinner and turkey and everything that I love about my favorite I'm day I'm so thankful you and I host a podcast. <laughs> and I'm very so thankful that... Uh, that you asked me to do this podcast with you because I love UFC now. And I I did not love it before. I just wasn't that aware of it. Now I am. And it's great. It's fun. It's so much fun. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you to everyone that listens, too. We really appreciate those of you that listen and interact with us socially during fights or before fights, all that kind of stuff. Thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it. We'll be back after Thanksgiving to preview another UFC event. Thank you for listening.